Hi, everyone, and welcome to episode 51 of The Home Hour. This is the show where we talk about your family, food, your home, life, parenting, and everything that goes on inside your four walls. I'm your host, Megan Francis, mom of five and creator of The Happiest Home Blog, and I'm glad you're here. This week on the blog, um, I mentioned on Monday that I am teaming up with Mandy of LifeYourWay.net as part of her year-long course called Live, Creating a Life You Love. If you go to the show notes, which will be at thehappiesthome.com backslash episode 51, there'll be a link to the course. Um, You can sign up month by month or for the whole year. And this month, I am the expert co-host, and I'm talking about love because it is February. And so we're talking about loving your kids, your spouse, yourself, Um, just a lot of talk about how to take care of the people in your life and, um, and, and show them love, which I believe includes yourself. Uh, we had some podcast, we did a podcast episode together that you can get if you sign up for the class, Mandy and I, and we also have several blog posts and printables and other cool stuff. So definitely check it out. Um, again, there'll be a link in the show notes. So last week, Sarah and I celebrated our 50th episode by uh, just kind of having a chat about ourselves and where we are with the podcast and the blog, and also um, asking you to send us your ideas and kind of your thoughts about the podcast. And it is the response has been fantastic. We've been here, loving hearing from so many of you. Remember that you can always go to thehomeower.com and look in the sidebar, and you can actually record a question to be a part of the show. Um, it's really easy to do. If you don't like the way it turns out, you do not have to send it. You can you know hit delete or start again. Um, but that's just a really fun way to be part of the show. You can also just email us. You can send an email to Sarah at thehappiesthome.com and we will get that question and maybe it will become part of a show. Or if you want to make a suggestion for a future guest or a topic, um, we'd love to hear from you. And it sounds like people are just really loving the podcast and the direction that we've taken it. And there's just more to come over the next few months. So please stay tuned. It's been great. So much fun. We're really enjoying it. And and we definitely want to make it a big part of the blog. So um, just stay tuned. Today's interview is with Carol Kane. Carol and I have been friends online for several years. Uh, She has gone from having a more traditional mom blog to now becoming a travel blogger. Um, she, her blog used to be Mama's Gone City, and now she is Girl Gone Travel at girlgonetravel.com. So Carol has a really great story about how she kind of evolved her online presence. And also, I love Carol and I are Facebook friends, and I love reading her refreshing parenting ideas, especially when it comes to you know raising uh, responsible older children. And so I've really enjoyed watching and reading her thoughts on that over the years. And so we talk a little bit about that as well today. So without further ado, here's Carol. Hey, Carol, so glad to have you on the show. Thanks for having me. So Carol just like literally just moved into a new house. How long have you been in your new house, Carol? Um, It's been a week and a day. A week and a day. So we were joking before we started recording that um, you're in your office, which is the one room that's not quite unpacked yet. Um, Right. I'm still sitting among boxes right now. Yeah. So I think I've lost kind of track of your your trajectory, though. So you were in New York City, right? Are you still in New York? Where are you now? No, I'm in New Jersey. I'm in this cute town about 35 minutes out of New York. Um, It's pretty much where uh, a lot of... Well, the way I I came about this was a friend of mine um, who is also a writer uh, knew that I was kind of wanting to get out of New York City. We lived in in like about a 900 square foot apartment in Manhattan, and uh, which was really cute when the kids were little. And then, you know, you start running out of space when they start growing. And, you know, I would have never thought to come to New Jersey like that would have never been my thing. But we had been in this area. I don't know how we ended up here visiting and really loved it uh, because it's a community made up of writers and artists and just a, a lot of creative people and fellow New Yorkers that, you know, kind of are going through the same growing pains that, mm-hmm. that we were going through. And so she found a house that uh, was being rented out. And so we rented that house for about three, almost three and a half years, three and a half years. And then, you know, <laughs> and then buying this house, um, was really funny because we, it was, it was really the, the last thing we ever wanted to do. We are very nomadic souls Mm -hmm. and we move around a lot. I've always moved around a lot growing up. Um, and I kind of joked around with my husband, we were looking at, um, 
one of those real estate websites. I don't know, for fun, we just look. And, and I saw this house listed and I looked at my husband. I was like, you should buy me that for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, we were like, well, you know, why don't we just check it out? Why don't we yeah. just look at it? And um, and so we did. And um, and we fell in love with it. And we put an offer on it. And then I went on a trip. Sorry, my dog is That's barking. That's okay. You know, my kids are like gone, but the dog will always bark anyway. So just go on. <laughs> it's fine. It's not very loud on this end. Um, anyway, so we, um, we love, we fell in love with the house and we, um, put an offer on it. I don't even know why we, we had no realtor even. Wow. You know, we, we looked at the house, we fell in love with it. We were like, okay, um, maybe we should get a realtor. Is that how you do it? We don't even know what we're doing. And we put an offer and then I left to go to Portugal and the next, the the next day it was accepted. So it was just crazy. That is crazy. I didn't realize you'd been in New Jersey that long. Oh my goodness. It's like, I know. You know, other people's lives, you just kind of lose track of time. I feel like on, on the internet and you know, we're Facebook friends and everything, but what? Three years. <laughs> I know. I don't believe it. I don't believe, yeah. I mean, yeah, I can't believe it either. It's yeah. been insane. Yeah. So, so let's talk a little bit about that. And I think this is so interesting because one thing that pops into my head, I'm also very nomadic and I never lived more than five years in any town. I don't think in my life until now. This is, I think we, we're here now going on seven years and this feels, it's cool, but it also sometimes is like, what? <laughs> How have I been here this long? Right. Um, but I think that the fact that you're able to travel so much maybe scratches that itch a little bit. Yeah. I mean, it's, um, it, well, what last year, for example, um, I traveled tons and, and I think this year, um, you know, I kind of reflected a little bit on that and, decided that that was probably uh, a little bit more than what I want, you know, mm-hmm. because when I started blogging, um, I, I left, you know, I used to work in public relations before and I left that whole career because of how demanding it is. And I had little kids at that time and I really just wanted to spend time with them. Like I, I was, you know, I didn't want to be in a, in a position where, and I had been in a position before where um, I had to choose my career over my children, mm-hmm. you know, um, as a single mom with my oldest, I had no choice, you know, I, and so I, you know, now, you know, fast forward a few years, two more kids and a husband and a little bit better um, financially, you know, stable, um, we were able to make that decision because I didn't want to have to sacrifice the things that I did in the past. Right. And so I, I stayed home with them and I started blogging about New York and just kind of discovering this world, my, my, my world again with children. Um, and it kind of took a life of its own and it's been wonderful and I'm so grateful, but, um, but, you know, I always have to check myself to make sure that, um, the balance is there and that, you know, yes, I'm, I'm doing something that I love and that creatively satisfies me. Um, but that, you know, the people that I love and my home and my marriage and, you know, everything is is also being taken care of. So it's a constant, you know, it's a constant check to make sure that it's never too much of anything, you know? Yeah. No, I, I know what you mean. And it's funny because um, I, I don't do a lot of travel writing every now and then, but I do just do a lot of travel just in general for work, mm-hmm. you know, conferences and things. And I, there is that really fine line because it's like if you don't, if I, if I have gone on sort of like a travel fast where I haven't gone anywhere for six months and I get to the end of that and I'm like, okay, I gotta get, I gotta get out of here. But yeah. then there's always that it's like the one trip that puts you over the edge in my in my experience. It's like everything's kind of plot you know, plodding along. And then there's that one thing you do where you get back and it's like, oh, I feel really disconnected. The house is a mess. Yeah. And then you kind of have to exactly. rein yourself back in because it's like that one tipping point. You don't see it coming. Exactly. <laughs> and then you just can't get back on top of things. So but I feel like it's um I feel like I've become okay with that sometimes happening, like the balance getting thrown out of whack. And then I say, okay, regroup, you know, refocus and pull back a little bit. Cause it's really hard to predict when that's going to happen. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, for me, I think this year is so critical because my oldest is going to, um, you know, he's finishing high school and yeah. he's going to college. And so I'm sort of kind of dealing with those emotions and I want to be here I want to be present for him. Um, he's, you know, right now, uh, he's very confident that everything's cool. And, oh, my gosh, I, you know, I, I'm going to start this new thing. But um, I also remember 
you know, being that age and, and it, and it, it, you know, it seems very, very cool and, and it is, Mm -hmm. but you know, you go through the homesickness and, you know, that hard adjustment period. And I sort of want to be present for that, you know, and supportive of him during that time. So, so we're going through that whole thing. And, um, and yeah, I just feel like, you know, there was a moment last year where I was in Berlin and I was um, I'm by myself and it was gorgeous. You know, it was, oh my gosh, such a beautiful city, such a great experience. Um, and I had been traveling. I was by myself and was tour- had been touring the city, taking photographs. And I'm sitting, um, in, you know, in one of these parks and the sun was setting and it was just great. And it was so beautiful that it hurt, you know, yeah, it was no, one of those moments where I was like, uh, like I, I was, so I'm sitting there and I'm crying because I, I was like, what, I, this is one of those moments that I want to share with my family. Like mm-hmm. why is, you know, and it, and so it becomes that thing where you're in this moment and it's so beautiful and it's so great. Um, but you know, I, I have, I'm, I don't travel. There are people that travel to, to get away from something or they're trying to find themselves mm-hmm. or, you know, they're trying to figure things out. I'm not, that's not at all <laughs> where I am, you know? So, um, so that's, yeah, it's, it becomes a little harder. And my hope is that I can travel more with them this year. That's yeah. what I'm hoping for. Well, and that's tough. I mean, I know we used to, we were just talking about this, my husband and I, we used to do a lot, a lot more traveling with the kids. Um, now not like big trips, mostly day trips or, or like little road trips, um, when they were younger, but now right. that we have the two teenagers and it's just, I just, it's funny cause I think back and this is when I was doing a lot of travel writing. Um, and I had a bunch of little kids and we would just be in some, you know, little town or whatever, checking it out with all these kids like trailing behind us and right. the stroller and just all of the rigmarole. And I'm so far removed from that now, but it's all, it's become, you would think that would have been when it would have been hard to travel with them, but it was relatively easy. They weren't all in school and those that were, you could take them out pretty easily for a day or two, you know, they didn't care on the weekends. It's not like they had their own agendas and now they're becoming, they have their own ideas about things and they might not really care to go spend four days, you know, checking out some tourist destination in the Midwest with me or whatever. So it's gotten trickier. Yeah. I mean, I I got to a point where I had the teenager, you know, was like, I would make plans, you know, Mm -hmm. and it would consist of the weekends because that's when everybody was off from school um, and the teenager would just be like, what? Oh, yeah. I, I was going to be with so-and-so and my friend so-and-so, you know? Yeah. Um, so yeah, it becomes a little trickier when they get older. Have you figured out a way to kind of work around the school thing or, I mean, just kind of like, do you just do your traveling in the summer when you take the kids or how do you work that out? Well, I mean, you know, with the oldest, it's like in high school, they have like a certain number of days that right. they can take before, you know, so we, <laughs> well, yeah, before, <laughs> so I give, I give them a heads up, you know, I say, yeah. this is what's going to happen. Um, this is a trip that we're planning and, um, you know, give everybody a heads up where you are and let me know if you have any tests or anything. I mean, there's a lot more discussion involved and a little bit more planning involved. And, um, and sometimes, you know, sometimes it's a matter of, um, we're doing this and I'm sorry, you're going to miss whatever with your friends. We're doing this. Um, but you know, I try to, I try to be respectful of his, of his time as well. Although I don't, I don't want to force it, you know, I don't want it to be not enjoyable for, for anybody. There's no point in that. So so I, I think uh, one of the things I love reading most of all of yours, and I have to um, just kind of make a note to the audience that Carol is one of the most fun people to follow on Facebook <laughs> because you're so opinionated, but I love it. Like you always have really well thought out things to say. And, um, and I just feel the spunk behind, it's like I can almost hear your voice coming across Facebook when you're, when you're oh, posting. But one of the things I love the most about your um, sort of, point of view or your worldview about parenting is the way that you relate to your kids. And you're very much the authority in your house and you're very much in control. And I, I just love that because that's kind of how, I don't think I'm quite as, um, I don't think I'm quite where you are, but I think that I, that's kind of the way I lean, you know, um, it's, it's a different way of parenting than has been in vogue for, since I became a a parent 17 years ago. So, you know, it's, it's always fun to read, but I'm, I'm thinking specifically about a couple of the 
issues that I've been running into now. I have a a high school junior and a freshman. And so I'm coming to the point where it's like, I can only do so much to make them want to follow up on this. So like when we, I took them out of school for a few days earlier this year to go to Florida to visit um, my mother-in-law and yeah, I'm in contact with the teachers and that kind of thing. But at some point I feel like, you know, you're a 17 year old kid. Like at some point this needs to be something you want and this needs to be your responsibility as well. So I'm really curious since you do more of that kind of thing, how do you balance like that? How do you make, how do you decide what's your job and what's his job? Uh, you know, it's, it becomes, um, it it was kind of like, I know this is, you know how you start sounding like your own parents. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) And it's sort of, it's sort of like that. Yeah. Um, I've always been this way. And my dad, I have to say like, you know, my dad and I have always had a difficult relationship because he's very traditional Mm -hmm. Latino man. And, you know, he has this ideology of, what a woman is supposed to be, you know, what her role is and whatever. And I'm so not that person. So it was difficult, but still there are a lot of things that I learned even from him um, where, you know, in my rebellious kind of independent outspoken way, you know, I would say something or want something and he would say, you know what, um, since you are so outspoken and you think, you know, you think you're such a, you know, you're such a woman and you're so grown, then you have to figure it out, figure it Mm -hmm. out. And, and whatever happens, you have to deal with the consequences of it, you know? And, Mm -hmm. and his hope was that, um, I would turn around and be like, okay, daddy, I won't do whatever (laughs) you say, you know? (laughs) Is that how it worked out though? (laughs) No, it never worked out. No, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but so I kind of take a little bit of that tone with, with all my kids, you know, mm-hmm. um, but especially with the teenager, because, you know, he'll say to me like, but I'm, I'm grown now and, you know, I'm 17, yeah. you know? Um, and I'm like, well, you know, until, until you start doing this on your own, until you start, you know, in, you're in a position where I don't, you don't have to ask mommy and daddy for money anymore right. until we don't need to pick you up, you know, from so-and-so's house. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, until you don't, you truly are independent. There are so many things that we still um, are going to have, you know, control over. And, um, you know, so with the traveling thing, it's sort of like, you know, we're going on a trip to Colorado in a, in a couple of weeks. He's super excited about it. And so I'm like, okay, it's up to you then to do what you need to do with school and when you come back, if you di- if you didn't do it, it's on you. You know, right. I went to school already. I made it through high school. <laughs> I'm know? not doing that again. <laughs> I'm not. You know, it's not on me. Um, and I, and I'll say it's I'll say like I mean I'll go I'll go to school I'll I'll show I mean mommy can go to school and talk to you know your teacher in front of your friends if that's what you want like I'll show up I'll yeah. I'll mommy up but do you want me to do that or right. do you want to take responsibility you know. You know, it's tough, though, these days, because I feel like the teachers um, have had experiences with parents who are so involved, even at the high school, I mean, even for their high school seniors, that now everything has to get routed through us. And I've gotten really frustrated with that, um, even with sports. Like I, my son was in this on the swim team last year. And, you know, swimming is a pretty intense sport. I mean, there's a lot, the practices are super early in the morning, and there's just a lot of meets. And it's just a lot. It's a lot, a lot, a lot. And I was getting all the emails. For yeah. about everything. And I finally wrote the coach and said, can you stop emailing me? Yeah. I mean, my son has his own email and he's on the team. I'm not swimming. I'm not on the this, this swim team. And right. it's just, but I think that that's the culture now. It's like we're expected to be so involved in every little thing that that's what the teachers expect us to expect. So it's uh, it's hard or the coaches or anybody, any authority figure. Um, I mean, ex- you know, when my son started swimming um, several years ago, the coach, his coach was complete opposite, sent the letter to, gave a, a letter of expectations or whatever to the kids. And I saw it. And in the letter was like, I don't, we don't talk to the parents. I love that. And I love and that. I, and I get it. And I appreciate it because they have a lot, like, it's a lot like what you're saying, the scheduling and all that. And I appreciate it. But I also was like, well, well you don't, I don't want all of your emails, but don't say you don't talk to me. Either. Well, that's true. You know that's I mean? true. Yeah. 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 No, I know. And and I think it's, it's more, they probably get, you know, cause it would be like one of those where it'd be a big long email and then someone would hit reply all 
and like another parent would hit reply all and the coaches are probably sitting at home rolling their eyes like ugh. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> more yeah. of this, okay. right? We're really yeah. going to have this conversation about like what color the uniform bottoms but are going to be. Also, you know, that's a that's a socioeconomic thing, right? You're right. It's it's I live in an affluent community and, you know, the moms and dads here, um, whichever, you know, there are a lot of stay at home dads, a lot of stay at home moms. They have nothing but time. You know right. what I mean? And um, and so and not necessarily that that's a bad thing. They're just invested. That's what they're that's what their focus is. So, yeah, yeah, that's what their yeah. focus is. And so the teachers are like, we want to be able to do our job, you know, mm-hmm. um, you know, in a community like where the one I grew up in, where all the, you know, the parents were working maybe, um, you know, one or two jobs, you know, the expectation it, it was the other thing where parents were like, oh, the parent, you know, the teachers were like, oh, the parents aren't involved. Um and it wasn't necessarily that they didn't care. Uh, it was just that they w- couldn't. You right, know, they, they couldn't. couldn't. They were working. Yeah. Um, so, you know, you have – it's a little bit of, of both, you know, of that other extreme where parents are here. They're present. They're, they're like, I'm ready to go. What do you need? What do you – you know, <laughs> I'm here for I'm, – I'm here for Timmy. Right. What, what does Timmy need? Um, <laughs> And so it becomes a little overwhelming and intrusive. So yeah, it's funny. I just had a, a guest on a few weeks ago who was a teacher um, and had recently went from working in a in a very working class, um, teaching in a very working class community to a much more affluent community, and had had some tr- like it was just a big adjustment. And she was saying like the also the difference in the parents, um, very much in the in the less affluent communities where you're like, hey, this is the teacher; she's in charge. Right. And that's a very different, and I think some of that is also, uh, it's cultural, not just economic, yeah, yeah. you know. Um, and I think she was also saying that lots of times when it was immigrant families or people from other backgrounds, um, yeah. yeah, was more was more like, hey, this is your teacher, do what they say. Right, <laughs> you know, right. and yeah, it's so just not that always in other, other, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and yeah, that's sort was, of like the mom, like, you know, I'll, I'll you know, you, I'll have the, 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 um, the three, because we need three, three or t- two or three, you know, classroom moms or whatever, yeah. um, doing all this stuff, and I'm just like, just tell me where, just tell me where to send the check. That's all. <laughs> that's all I want to know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't know anything else, you know? Yeah. Well, and there's room for all of us, right? That's the great thing. It's like, yeah, the, it's exactly. all we're all here doing our thing, and I think as long as we all kind of know what we have to contribute, um, right, it all works out in the end. Right, exactly, exactly. So I want to talk a little bit about, um, because we kind of backed into this and I didn't even set up the premise here, which is that you, so you talked about your, your New York City blog that you had, which was called, what was your blog called before? It was New York City Mama. New York City Mama. Okay. And then it became Girl Gone Travel. So how did you make that transition and why did you make that transition? And then kind of just talk about what that's been like for you and how it's changed the way you blog or the way you kind of, you know, just this whole thing. Talk about it all. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I um, when I started blogging, I actually didn't know there was this whole thing, mm-hmm. um, this whole world. I kind of started, I started doing it because um, I really didn't know what I, I, you know, had worked so much and, you know, coming back and, and deciding to stay home with the kids. Um I didn't know what to do with them. You just, you don't know what to do with your kids when you've never really been with them, you know, 24 seven like that. And so that's when I decided, well, I'm, I'm going to take them out, out to, you know, around the city and we're going to spend the day. Um, I had looked up some websites to see, you know, for ideas of what I could do with my kids. And they were always like, you know, oh, you can take them to this $100 an hour indoor play area or, you know, you can throw Susie um, a $400 cupcake party or, and I'm like, what? My immigrant parents were definitely not spending all of that money to entertain me during the day, you know? Um, So I decided to kind of rediscover New York on my own. And then I thought, oh, this is, you know, this is kind of cool. I'm going to share that experience with my family that lives outside of the city, um, who always thought New York City was so expensive. Um, And then it got kind of because it's it's online and it's the internet right? <laughs> it's public and people found it. Um, and it kind of just took a life of its own. And, and then I, I realized this whole blogging thing and I went to conferences and I started doing things that, you know, that I learned and, and I did a lot of like, started doing a lot of product reviews and, and, and what, you know, what everybody else was doing. Cause I thought that's what you did. And, and, um, I got to a point where I just didn't enjoy it. 
Um, that wasn't really what I wanted to do. I wanted to do more. I enjoyed more sharing my experiences when I was doing, you know, taking trips or yeah. out and about. Um, but then, you know, like I got, I, I realized that if I wanted to submit travel pieces to, you know, um, outside publications, it was very difficult for them to see me as a legitimate uh, travel you know, someone who had knowledge in that field because I had all this other parenting yeah. mom, mm-hmm. you know, quote unquote, mommy blogger type of, of thing. And, and even after the travel, some in the travel industry, um, started to embrace me, they would still, you know, do the whole, Oh, the mommy blogger traveler person. Right. And <laughs> they didn't know how to, they didn't know how to, what to do with right. you. Yeah, exactly. And so I was like, okay, I need to kind of narrow it down, make it very clear, make it very obvious, um, what it is I'm doing, what it is I'm about. And, you know, that meant letting go of some content that, that wasn't relevant. Um, and so I just, I think I did it mentally. I let go a year before I actually rebranded. Mm. So the rebranding part of it was actually very easy because I had already done it in my mind emotionally. Right. Um, and, and it was nice because it makes it very clear what I do, what, what I'm about. Um, and I still get to, you know, I still feel very much a part of the community, the parenting community that truly you know, help support me and educate me and welcome me and embrace me. Like I, you know, that's a really, um, that's a community that really kind of embraced me and has always been supportive of me, no matter what I call myself or what I do. So I'm always very grateful to them. And, you know, I still am very well, you know, connected to them because even though I'm doing travel, I still talk a lot about my kids and my family. So it's still relatable to them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just really wanted to become more of a travel professional. And so I just took the necessary steps to make it very clear um, that that's what I do. And so yeah. now since I've rebranded, um, it's, you know, it's become a lot easier for me because the people that reach out to me and email me and, you know, offer me work are in the field that I'm interested in. So Yeah, and they know exactly. It's funny. It's You do have to make it easy for people because... The people who are in PR, who are on the other side, bringing us these opportunities, they have, they're busy and they right. have, and they don't have time. I mean, I know there's like sort of this refrain in the blogger world, like read my blog, but they can't possibly read all right. of our blogs. I'm just right. happy if they glance, you know, they give <laughs> yeah. a glance at my bio or something and just realize I don't actually have cats. That would be great. But I mean, just something, you know, anything, but it's not realistic and, and just making yourself really clear, your messaging really clear is awesome and it really helps. However, um, I have found that it's really difficult to do that for people like me who don't ever want to, um, close any doors or to not have any opportunities. And that's something that I've really had to train. You know, you can't be everything to everybody because then you'll be nothing to anyone, you know? Exactly. No. And I, you know, we, I was talking to somebody recently, um, about this, you know, where a lot of, um, the mom bloggers, are having their children grow up um, and now they don't have, you know, they don't have babies anymore. Right. right? And talking about your teenager isn't as cute. No, right. Kid, the baby, right? Blogger <laughs> kids have a shelf life. I've been saying that for years. It's true. So unless you're planning <laughs> yeah. on having more babies and more babies and more babies, right. you're going to run out, you know. And so I think, you know, and so now we're having this where the space is being um, filled with um, lifestyle bloggers. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which is also, again, very general. Um, and so, you know, it becomes a thing. I think that what what this is, is a it's a kind of like a lesson for anybody who's starting even, you know, like starting out. So you have to think long term, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, um, you know, even with me, um, you know, I'm trying to make some changes with my site, uh, hopefully uh, find people that more contributors and, you know, people that are really great writers and are in the field that I'm in and understand, you know, the ethics and so forth um, to contribute more content, which is not something I've ever really done before. Um, just because, again, I'm, I'm in that position where I want to kind of balance the amount of travel that I do yeah. and so forth. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm happy that 
you know, I'm happy with the ni- the niche that I'm in and I love the type of content that I that I put out, you know, that, that I'm involved in and so forth, the world that I'm in. Um, but you have to think long term, you know, and if yeah. and if I had to think about or where, you know, which is the question everybody says, well, where do you see yourself in five years? I see myself continuing to do a lot of what I'm doing now because I love it so much. Right. You know, so yeah. people have to think about it's really, really cute when you're doing this thing with your baby and whatever, but you know, it's, the baby's going to grow up and then what are you going to do? You know, and, and who, and who are you going to be in and who 10 are you years, be? Exactly. 15 years, however long down the road? I mean, I think sometimes there's this whole like, if it ain't broke, don't fix it thing. And the problem is you can do that forever. You can just do, ride yourself into the ground. And that right. applies, you know, whether you're a blogger or not. I mean, that can apply to anything you're doing right now. Oh, what absolutely. you're doing when your kids are really little um, is building the life that you're going to have when your kids are big. And so exactly. the steps that you take right now, whether it's your career or how you're spending your free time or whatever it is, um, who are you going to be? I just, I love thinking about that kind of thing, actually. Yeah. Yeah, because you're always, we're always changing and we're yeah. always growing and, you know, so, you know, and, and, you know, you never know. I mean, it, God forbid something happens in my family, in my life that I have to stop traveling. You know, I would, I would definitely be sad about it, but those are things that you never know what life is going to throw your way. You know, right. so it's never any guarantee of, of anything, but, but it's, but in the things that you can at least plan and you can you know, give us some thought and really think about long term. What is it that I'm trying to build? What, you know, what kind of brand am I really trying to, you know, do I want a long, long lasting brand or am I okay with this just being um, a journal that captures my, my, my son's childhood or myself as a mom of a young child, you know, um, and, and, and am I okay to put that to a close once it's no longer relevant, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and I, I I'm thinking while we're talking about this, how, um, just watching you over the years, it's always stood out to me how strategic you've been. I mean, it feels like everything is very deliberate, and I'm sure on your end it probably feels less deliberate sometimes, <laughs> <laughs> and more chaotic and like happenstance. And how did that happen? But it always seems like you just kind of have this idea. You know, you have the trajectory, and you kind of know where you're heading, even if there's bumps and you kind of get off course sometimes, which we all do. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of wondering, like, how has what you're doing now specifically really narrowing your niche, which I feel like you did what, four, four years ago? How long? Yeah. 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 Something like that. Yeah. Um, how has that changed? I mean, I know you guys moved, so you moved out of the city into New Jersey. I don't know if that was something you were able to do because you didn't need to be close to a workplace anymore or anything like that. Like, have there been changes in your life, like real, um, you know, tangible changes because of the way you've built your business? Um, yeah. I mean, I, you know, when I, you know, when we were looking to buy this house or our house or whatever, move, yeah. we weren't thinking of buying a house, but we were thinking of moving at one point. Um, and it, it, it was uh, clear to me and to my husband because he's so supportive. I'm very lucky that way. But, mm. you know, things that became things like, OK, well, I need to be near an airport. You yes. know, I can't ever live far from an airport. I can't ever um, really live in the middle of nowhere. Like I have to live somewhere where I have access to a major city or a a destination that is interesting in terms of travel content, you know? So I do, all of us, like me, my husband and I make, have made life decisions around my career, you know, just like you would around any of anybody else's career. Um, so that has been, you know, in that sense, um, what I do now, what I do and, and how I focus my, my, my site or my work, um, has affected the way we decide, you know, the decisions that we make, um, for our everyday life. Mm. Um, I think that, you know, I only live 35 minutes from New York and that was very strategic because we were like, well, we need to be close to some major city. Right. I only live 10 minutes from the airport. Again, that was very, it, it all contributed to, to buying this house. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, I think that financially, you know, every time I look at a, uh, every time I take on a job, you know, I have to think about, okay, how is this gonna, you know, is, you know, the rate that I negotiate is always thinking about, um, this long list of trips that I want to take. Um, you know, so it's all, 
it, so I, I don't, I just won't, I won't really work, you know, before it used to be like, and I think all of us have done this at some point where like exposure was cool. You take anything um, that gets thrown at you. Yeah. yeah. But I, I don't, you know, I don't. Um, and I don't, you know, um, I don't go to as many events as I used to because, because I travel so much when I'm home, I want to be home, mm-hmm. you know? So, so the coffee meetings and dinner gatherings and, you know, all oh, this cool event hosted by so-and-so I, you know, I can't, I can't, you know, I can't do it because I, I'm trying to really balance out the time that I'm away from my family, you know? Um, so there are a lot of things that have changed my outlook and, um, how I make decisions, the decisions that I make, um, how I, you know, the type of relationship, professional relationships that I'm, that I'm looking to build. Um, and I think, you know, it's funny, I was at an event recently, um, and I went to it because uh, the person, the PR person had invited me so many times and I'd said no so many times, <laughs> you know, yeah. I was like, you know, I really feel like I, this is something that I need to go to, whatever. Um, and I was there, but I wasn't there. And um, there was, oh, there were all these things happening and and somebody was like, oh, you want to do this? And I was like, no, I'll just watch. And they're like, oh yeah, you, you don't do stuff like this. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> You know, and, and, and I was like thinking like, ah, oh, that's not, you know, you can't control what people think or the impression, but I know that, that that's the impression that people get that I just don't show up because I'm too, you know, I, I'm just too, you know, I'm a big blogger now, yeah, right? right? You know, my time is too important. And it's not that it's just that, you know, I, I have a family and, um, mm-hmm. and I have, you know, and, and we all do, I mean, a lot of us do, um, but I just, I have a family and I'm, you know, choosing them over yeah. other things, you know. Yeah. Well, and, and also I think that for a while there was this, um, in, especially you living near New York City. I'm nearish to Chicago, so I got some of that, but not nearly as much as you guys mm-hmm. did. But there were a lot of times there was a celebrity, like the celebrity tie-in to stuff. Mm-hmm. And that was exciting for a while. And then I thought, okay, but for my specific niche and what I write about, you know, having pictures taken with a celebrity has absolutely no value. <laughs> it does absolutely yeah. nothing for anything. It has nothing to do with anything that I do. So it almost becomes like, I felt like my audience and readers would be like, why are you even doing this? It, this is not helpful to me. You know, seeing you kind of all dressed up, taking pictures with a celebrity or an right. actress or whatever. I mean, that doesn't do anything for me. So why are you doing it? And that's, it was easier for me, especially because I have a lot farther drive to get to that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. It was easier for me to be like, nah, I'm not, I'm not going to do that. If I'd been in the city where it was happening, I think I would have gotten more sucked into a lot of those. And there's nothing wrong with those. I mean, they're, they're there for a reason. There's a reason yeah, yeah, yeah. people are interested in famous people. So there's yeah, a reason so, and, those and things get put readers, on. And some readers and, you know, some people have a, an audience that is interested in that. Right. You know what I mean? Exactly. My so audience is really relevant care. to them, but. And, and yeah. my audience doesn't care because that's the audience that I've kind of built. And right. also personally me, um, you know, this, this remind uh, that always reminds me of a story when I, my husband is from Wisconsin mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, I'm from Brooklyn. And, um, when I first started dating him, we would walk down the streets of New York and he would be like, oh, did you just see, that was so-and-so. Did you just see, that was so-and-so. You're like, and yep, they, they're here all the time. I looked at him and I was like, how are you seeing all these celebrities? Yeah. He's like, they're everywhere. You don't see them? We just sat on the train next to so-and-so from the, the show that you love. And I think I think because I'm a New Yorker and the, and the culture here, um, we just don't look at people's faces. Oh, you know? okay. So interesting. We don't, yeah. you know, we don't look at people's faces. We don't, um, you know, if we walk into an area and there's a celebrity there, we we're cool. You know, we don't. We're not like, hey, we're not like, hey, dude. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> we do this if we're like, if we go, if we go to a show, to a theater, yeah, performance and theatrical performance, and if you really love the celebrity, um, you know, we'll we'll wait outside. In you know by the stage yeah. door and you know like that, but harassing people in public places right. and 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 acting you know like acting the fool like we call it, we just don't do that. So um, I think you know for me <laughs> posing and going nuts um, over celebrity is just uh, kind of like you know loses a little street cred for me. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, I can totally <laughs> see that. Well, I'm from the Midwest. I have no. I have zero street cred. <laughs> 
<laughs> and I also have almost zero interest in celebrities anyway, yeah, <laughs> except yeah, for exactly. what they can do. I mean, like I enjoy watching them on the screen, but it doesn't occur to me to think about them at any other point. So I would think I'd probably have a similar, I think if I was in New York and was running into them, you know, like when I go to New York, if I see someone famous, it happens when I go there every now and then I'll be like, yeah. Ooh, that's interesting and weird, but it would never occur to me to go up to someone. No, I'm really into like, I'm really into the opportunities where, you know, it's an exclusive, you know, so like I've, you know, I recently did an interview um, with Samantha Brown and who, you know, people who don't know, she's, um, she's a travel channel. um, Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, She's pretty much one of the only women um, that has hosted a travel show for the travel channel. And, um, you know, and so you know, even when I got an, that email about interviewing her, I asked like how many other people are interviewing her, yeah. you know? Um, and they were like, Oh no, it's just you. And I'm like, all right, I'm in, you know? Right, 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 right. Uh, because that's a value to me. Yes. Yeah. And that's totally, it's, she's a celebrity, but it's also in your, exactly. totally in your field and it totally exactly. matches with what people are interested in hearing about from you, which is the, the whole exactly. key, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, oh, that's okay. It's so funny because I always say, I forgot to say this to you before we started to record, but um, my dog is the one X factor in my house. Like my kids are all at school, you know, I think the house is going to be quiet, but if anybody knocks on my door or, you know, if the mailman clunks the box too loud, she'll freak out and there's nothing I can do about it. So <laughs> listeners have just had to get used to that. So, <laughs> so Carol, I, I, we've got a few more minutes to talk and I would love to wrap this up by talking about some of the trips that you've taken lately that have been, had the most impact on you or that you'd have enjoyed the most. Um, just some, maybe some destinations you went to that you didn't even really ever think about before you had the opportunity to go. And, you know, just tell us a little bit about the travel you've done the last year. Uh, Well, I mean, this past year, I spent a lot of time in um, in France. I was working with the Etude France, which is the tourism um, department for for France. And so um, I got I got to spend a lot of time there. Um, so got to see a lot of places, you know, people always think of Paris and I, um, I realized that as wonderful as Paris is, it's kind of like my least favorite place in, um, in France, Uh, the countryside is, you know, places that I'd never even heard of, um, were really beautiful. And, you know, there's actually a place called Dijon where they actually sell Dijon mustard, you know (laughs) what I mean? And, um, there's just a lot of different places that I never really thought about or considered. Um, I got to see, I got to visit, uh, Budapest and, um, you know, a lot of those country, Prague, Mm -hmm. you know, countries that again, uh, I knew existed obviously, but were never really on my radar. Um, and just, I love, I, I did a lot of Europe be, and I and I really enjoy visiting Europe. Um, I love the culture. I love the history. Everything is so old. Um, you talk to some Europeans and they'll say that the reason they love America is because everything is so new. That's so funny. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, but I spent a lot of time in Europe and um, I think one of my favorite trips this past year, though, was well, it was we did a road trip in, in France. Um, the fam- my family and I, they met me after I finished my assignment with, with the tourism board. Um, so it was really I had I hadn't seen them for um almost a month. Wow. Um, at the time that they, so it was yeah. just you know they couldn't get to me fast enough. Um, so that was really nice. And then we did a trip together. Um. With uh, it was a conference that was coordinated by um, Maria Bailey, and she uh, it was in um, Turks and Caicos, mm. and I got to take my kids, uh, my husband and my kids there, and that was really really nice. Um, so we've you know I've done a, a lot of um, European trips this past year, and uh, but I, I have to say my fa- my absolute favorite have always been the ones with my kids and and my husband, just because I love the way they see the world and you know, they, they're so excited about, you know, things that you forget to, you know, you don't even notice. Right. Um, So it's just, I don't know, it's seeing everything through their eyes still has always been um, so fun for me. That's awesome. So I, I, when you were talking about that, it just made me think of, you know, being gone a month. Wow. Um, and your youngest is how old? Um, he's eight now. He's eight. Okay. So I think that we're both, you and I both have very supportive spouses. And it, I tell you, it drives me nuts when I go <laughs> to a conference or something and everyone's like, where are the kids? Or who's got your children? I'm like, well, they're 
perfectly capable father is taking care of them right now. But a month, wow. I mean, just the logistics of what we would have to do to set up our lives yep. mm-hmm. to make a trip like that possible. Can you share like how that works for you guys? Because it's not the fact, I mean, it's not just that the mom is gone. I mean, I know that's where people's minds probably yeah. go right away. It's like, how can you have mommy gone for that long? But it's more like one parent just not yep. being there. Everything gets thrown off. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it. Um, you know, Travis, my husband and I have gone through our, go- our growing pains. And, you know, I, I invite people to, to kind of look up can't even remember the the name of the the blog title, but he wrote a blog post um, of what you know. You just look up Travis on my on my site, and I can include but it. I'll put it in the show notes too. So people he um, he he wrote a blog post of what the process was for him to be married to me and having me gone, um, and and being in places that he himself dreams of going to, and and obviously can't go because I'm working. Um, he's working, but you know, in a in a situation like that. Um, my family really is amazing in that, you know, the kids appreciate what I do because they, they have, they have reaped the benefits of it as well. Mm -hmm. Um, my oldest has stepped up a lot and, you know, so he, right now he drives, so he'll pick up the kids or drive the kids somewhere. Um, but he makes sure that he's home, you know, and he'll be home and he'll take care of them. He'll make dinner for them. Um, and, you know, I did that. I'm the oldest of 10. And I, I did that with my siblings. So, you know, passing that on to my oldest is not something that I feel is too much. Right. Um, and he's done really, really well. And there's a there's a really great communication. Um, my husband, amazing. You know, he, he does it just in the same way that, you know, um, I, I have to do it when he's gone or whatever. Um, he doesn't travel as much as I do. But, yeah, it's definitely a lot of um, – I try to make sure that before I leave, I have everything sort of organized as mm-hmm. best as I can. Um, that I talk to teachers. I talk to everybody. I set things up. I, you know, um, make things, write things out. Uh, I coordinate as much as I possibly can so that all my husband has to do is basically do it. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, when unexpected things come up, then he, he'll take time off if he has to or whatever. He doesn't need to as much, thank God, but it's definitely all hands on deck, you know? Yeah. I love that. And you know, that's one of those, that's one of those bigger family things that I think, um, it's, it's, and I know you have three kids. It's not a big family, especially (laughs) compared to what you're, but you know, to a lot of people that is a big family, but Mm -hmm. it's, you have that sensibility. And it's so funny because I'll have people, we were just gone for the weekend, my husband and I, and my, um, my nephew who's 24 lives with us. So we did have an adult in the house, Mm -hmm. but we didn't ask him to babysit really. We just put the teenagers kind of in charge. And it was like, Mario, you you're here. He's my nephew. Like you're here in case like there's a fire or the cops come, you know, you're like, you're the adult in charge, quote unquote. Right. But really it was Jacob and Isaac who were handling the dinners and all that stuff. And I know that people sometimes, um, I think it's horrible to ask your teenagers to babysit their younger siblings. My, my sons don't even look at it as babysitting. They're just like, yeah, okay, sure, mom. What, no big what deal. Do, yeah. This is what I do because I'm a member of this family and I like my siblings and why not? I mean, it's it's just such a different way of, of – and I, and I know it's not only a bigger family thing. I think sometimes in bigger families it comes about by necessity, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. So that's why you end up with that vibe. And I, I just love it, the teamwork. It's great. And yeah, it's I mean, like, it's, yeah. So, it's so necessary. And, you know, I, I just – I tell my kids all the time that, you know, um, this is what I have to do and, you know – I. I, and I, and I'm not, you know, I use the words, I need your help. I need your support. Like I need you guys to help me out. And once I say those words, everybody's like, okay, mom, you know, what do you need? Where, you know, where can I, where can I help you? Yeah. Um, so it's, you know, it's not even a matter of like, do it, you know, I mean, sometimes there's the little threat, right? (laughs) (laughs) of course, you know, but a lot of it is I need your help and, you know, please help me. And, you know, that has something that I've learned over the years to do. And, you know, and they know that I, I will respect them as well. You know, if there's something huge going on, you know, I will respect that. And if I can't go, I can't go. And so we, we try, we try to be here for each other and supportive, um, for each other. And then I reward them. You know, I, I spend a lot of money to travel with them. Um, but you know, that's, that's kind of like letting them know, like, this is this is for you as well, not right. just 
you know, not just mommy trying to get away. Right, right, right. To the yeah. beach or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and I think when when you are so what the cool thing is about blogging about it is how um, public what you're doing is and it's easy to look at it and say, oh, this is what this is about. And this is why mom does this. And this is a big deal for her. I mean, it's good for us. It's good for her. It's good for all of us. And it, feel, it sounds like your boys have really embraced that, you know, and yeah. stepped up. And that's awesome. Yeah, I'm very lucky. Yeah. Well, I think we need to wrap up now, but this has been a great conversation. Um, so in the show notes, I will put a link to the post that you mentioned that your husband wrote, but is there anything else that you want to make sure that people see or read on your site? You know, sometimes people have like a you know, manifesto or like an about page that they want people to get directed to. Well, I have, I do have a, a, a blog post that's called, um, who's with the kids. Okay. Um, <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> that kind of answers that question. Yes. Okay. You know, of, of what, what is entailed in, in, you know, not only just not being, not just being a travel blogger, but just being a working mom, I think. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and, and, you know, I, I really am grateful for, you know, the support that I've gotten from everybody and all the love that I, I constantly, I'm one of those lucky bloggers that doesn't have a lot of negativity in her Mm -hmm. space. So I'm really grateful for that. Um, but yeah, it's a lot of work and, you know, as long as people are, are willing to, to do the work and they're really passionate, um, it becomes easier that way. Cause it is, it is hard and there are a lot of challenges and things to juggle, but, you know, the passion for what you do is, is always the thing that keeps you going. So I always encourage people to, to do it for the love and then do it for the money. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, if you love what you're doing, it feels to me, it's, yeah. it's work, but it's more like play work. You know, it's like when you're a little kid and you're, and you're playing whatever you really love the most and you're in that zone, that's kind of how I know when I'm doing on the right track now is like, exactly. if I get that same feeling. So exactly. It sounds so, like you yeah, that. that's it. No, yeah. but I, I'm so glad to have had the opportunity to talk to you. Thank you so much. Oh, you're so welcome. Thanks so much, Carol. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the home hour. If you want to find out more about today's guest or some of the things that we talked about, check out thehomehour.com. It will take you to all of the show notes. And we'd also love to hear from you either via email. You can send an email to Sarah at thehappiesthome.com or leave us a rating or review on iTunes or wherever you listen to the show. Thanks a lot. We'll see you next week.